2: You are Locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We're going to answer your questions on today's show and tomorrow's show. We are going to have an interview with Darius Slay that I did uh, before the draft, and he talked about what it was like to go to the Pro Bowl, what it was like to hang out with the receivers, what it's like to cover the guys in the NFC North. And he explains why he thinks Devontae Adams is the toughest cover in the league. Uh, And so that's just a fun little conversation that we had. Uh, He is a very fun guy to talk to. He is uh, boisterous. He's energetic. And he he likes to have a good time. He likes to make jokes. And he's not afraid to be himself. It's what makes him a really good cornerback. And you know he is someone that the Green Bay Packers are going to have to deal with twice every year. And that, that makes their lives tougher. There are some very good cornerbacks in the NFC North, and uh, he is, for my money, the best one. So a little bit of behind enemy lines on that one, getting to, to talk to him and, and get his insight on Devontae Adams. Today's show, as I said, is going to be taking your questions. And this is a, a sort of unprecedented offseason because of all of the turnover and all of the drama related to the team, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. And and frankly, I, I felt like I I didn't do a sufficient job of of talking about all the facets of really the last two big Aaron Rodgers related stories. Uh, just because I you know there's so much to say, uh, and I have a, a limited window to say it. And then you know I I get to go on the microphone and have this all planned out as best that I can. And like anything you know, you, you take more time, you think about it, you have time to gather your thoughts. And sometimes I get to write stuff for Acme Packing Company. And that leads me to a segment on this show. And sometimes it's the other way around where I sort of get to, you know, work through my emotions and my takes and my analysis and all of the information out there. I get to do it sort of in real time on the microphone. And once I've done that, and I get to speak it out loud. Now I get to gather my thoughts and say, this is what I really think about this. This is, you know, my my more informed take and I, I put it in writing. So I felt like I did a better job in the piece that I wrote for Acme Packing Company about how, you know, the the whatever issues are there with style or, you know, just accommodating a style that Rogers has played for a long time. I wrote how Matt LaFleur could both keep what he wants to do and incorporate the things that Rodgers are good at to find, you know, what he called their offense. They wanted to have a, an offense that was both of theirs. I mean, he used he used the word ours because it's theirs, but it's it's theirs, not mine. So you know, I don't get to say ours. Speaking of coaching and and that tumult and the the shuffling that's going on this off season, let's get to this first question. Hey, Peter, uh, this
0: is Dakota in Memphis, Tennessee. uh um, so. Ever since I started watching the Packers, and not watch ever since I started watching football in 2016, I've always been drawn to, you know, the progression of assistant coaches to coaches. So this year in particular, of course, Green Bay has a lot of entry because we have a new, basically a new coaching class, um, but other than head coach, I'm actually most Interested in seeing how our tight ends coach Justin Alton, does. Uh, he was a, he was an offensive intern in 2016 with the Falcons, and 2017, 2018, he uh, he was an offensive assistant. So, and before before 2016, he was a high school coach. So he he kind of rose uh, a little quickly, and he uh, is now our tight ends coach. But yeah, he's who I'm most interested and saying how his story unfolds. So other than the floor, my question to you is, which of our new coaches are you most interested in seeing their story unfold and how they work out as a coach? Thank you. All you do, you have a nice one. I'll stay locked on.
2: I really like this question because there are a lot of new faces on the staff. And the tight ends coach that that Dakota is talking about is – Justin Outen, who was a former Syracuse University offensive lineman, uh, then was a graduate assistant there, uh, as, as, uh, as noted in the voicemail, was a high school coach and has really only been an NFL coach for three years. It's a pretty big jump. And, you know, I don't think that should be scary. There are a lot of good coaches who are young and who, you know, can, can bring something to a team. Uh, For me, the coach that I'm most excited to see do his work and to help, and I think the coach who has potentially the most impact on, you know, not just 2019, but long-term, especially given the way that the draft went for the Packers is Mike Smith, the new outside linebackers coach. If he can find a way to maximize the physical gifts of Preston Smith, of Zadarius Smith, and of Rashawn Gary, then this defense can be really good for a long time. If he can't, then this could be a seminal offseason and not in a good way for the Packers because they invested heavily at that position. It is up to Mike Smith, who absolutely loved Rashawn Gary, and you have to believe that his obsession with Gary said he was the best edge rusher in the draft. That that obsession was a big part of why the Packers decided to go in that direction in the draft. So, I think not only is, is he the coach that I am most excited to see the work on the field and see it translate, I think he's the guy, frankly, under the most pressure to perform. This is a big opportunity for him as someone who was, was, was in Kansas City, got to help Justin Houston, got to really see the development of D Ford and has been you know, largely credited with that development. Can he take someone who is even more physically gifted and turn him into a, an impactful player? And then find ways to help Mike Patton use Preston and Zadarius Smith. It's not just about coaching these guys up and, and improving their technique and helping with their plans at the line of scrimmage and the scouting reports of opponents. It's not just that kind of stuff. It's about saying these are what these players are good at, making those kinds of evaluations and determinations, and then saying, hey, Coach Pett, this is the best way to deploy these guys. This is this is the way to put them in a position to succeed in their defense and that's what that's what he's going to be tasked with doing the pass rush has been a problem in terms of individual players winning their matchups going back to when clay matthews was in his prime Uh, even when they won the super bowl in 2010 once they lost colin jenkins this team at various points really struggled because clay matthews couldn't stay on the field consistently because nick perry couldn't stay on the field consistently and outside of Mike Daniels, they couldn't find anyone else who could consistently pressure the quarterback. So this is a big job and a big opportunity. And if he can do it, I mean, there there are you know people that will tell you Mike Smith is a future defensive coordinator in this league and potentially a future head coach. Well, this would be a pretty good audition for him to take this group of talent on this team and help elevate them to the next level. All right. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Carl from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Do you think the Packers would ever do the family night as a scrimmage and have another team join them for it? This is an interesting question because at first I was like, well, that's just called an exhibition game. But they are doing a joint practice with the Houston Texans. And so there will be some ones versus ones, or at the very least ones versus twos in that practice. And because the Packers have turned family night from what used to be a full-on scrimmage, you know, green versus gold or whatever, you know, it it has become just another practice. And I think that's probably a good thing. You're you're potentially less likely to have injuries. There's less live hitting. and, And that's regulated by the CBA and all those things. But because it's now just a practice, it would be kind of fun to have you know, the Packers are doing it with the Texans this year. If the Packers had their family night practice, and the Texans were there, and they got some you know live one-on-one reps, and the and the fans at Lambeau, and the and the television audience, and all that stuff, you I mean you have seventy thousand people at Lambeau under the lights. It it would be cool to see another team. Now that would be fewer opportunities for the fans to see you know maybe some of the younger players. You're not getting as many reps. You know, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't do it that way, but it, you know, it, at first blush, it struck me as something that that seemed unrealistic. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, it's it's not actually a bad idea given the way that family night is currently structured. You know, it is a bad idea though going into a bedroom situation without the right confidence, confidence that you can perform up to the the best of your abilities. That's why. We have BlueChew.com. Blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Blue like the color blue. Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free.
1: David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's killer bread, it is the epitome of addition Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more
2: and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, Case from Kansas here. As a fun hypothetical, after Favre's Instagram post about coming out of retirement, how many current starting quarterbacks could a 49-year-old Favre actually be better than? Favre was my guy and is the reason I'm a Packers fan. Peak Favre was absolutely unbelievable to watch, but the end years weren't exactly pretty to watch. Thanks. Keep up the great work. This was a fun story for the five minutes on the Twitters that it was actually a story. Uh, there was a, you know, a, a post on Favre's Twitter account that he said, or Instagram account, he said he was hacked. I think it was part of a, a marketing campaign that, that went poorly, that didn't go, wasn't worded the, exactly the way uh, it was originally intended to. And as a result, they had to scrap it. Not the point. Uh, the question, as a hypothetical uh, who could Favre be better than? You know, Favre still has a cannon. And he has always said, and and said for a long time, you know, late into his career, that he, it wasn't the games, you know, the games he could do and he could still play. And it wasn't even practice. It was because, you, you know, as an older player, you know, and as a quarterback, you're not taking hits in practice. And you can sit out practice if you need to. You can be limited, all those things. It was after the games, getting your body prepared again to go play. And then in the off season, getting your body ready to go do the thing in the NFL. He, he's almost 50. And so if, if you said, could he parachute in and play right now? Who uh, Are there starting quarterbacks, preferred starters he'd be better than? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. And there, there's certainly for a game, if you needed a backup, an emergency backup, he would be a better option than a lot of teams have. Might be a better option than, than the options the Packers currently have for one game. But the job of a backup quarterback, for example, is so much more than just can he emergency you know spot start. It's about being a good practice player. It's about being a good teammate. It's about being a liaison between the coach and the coach and and the starter and the quarterback's coach and all those things and and running the scout team and and all of that stuff all that stuff matters and i'm i'm just picturing Favre you know who's you know who's who's 10 years older than the head coach sitting in the back of the quarterback room cracking jokes and you know that's just his personality that's who he was and he needed a forceful hand in practice and in in meetings and all that all that stuff to you know sort of fall in line and even then he didn't really and you know this is a guy who who didn't know what nickel coverage was. He just went out and played, and that's just that just doesn't work anymore. And and you know if he played now, I, I think it would it would not fly for sure. It, the game is just too sophisticated at this point. So it's a fun thing to say, and it's fun to imagine Favre coming back and doing you know that and all that stuff. I get it. It's, it's fun to imagine him playing football, and I understand. I got a ton of responses. I mean, I, I tweeted out a clip of him, and there were so many Packer fans who were saying, you know, he's the reason I love football. I get that. I totally get that. It's not the same as saying he can play in the league now. He can't. Just can't. Sorry. He can't. All right. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? What's happening? Sean D. from Illinois, would a Nick Perry return on a veteran minimum contract make sense for depth? I saw this rumor on the internet. All right, well, anytime you see a rumor on the internet, uh, (laughs) no, see, here's the problem. Uh, They're already paying Nick Perry to not play. So if you're paying a guy to not play, then you can't now pay him to play. You have to trust your depth as a team now, because they go four deep at outside linebacker. Preston Smith, Darius Smith, Kyler Facker, Rashawn Gary. You add in Kendall Donerson, and that's just gotta that's just gotta be what your team is. It just doesn't make sense to bring him back to pay him more because they're already paying him to not play. But here's what I'll say it is silly to me that Nick Perry hasn't been signed because we saw what he's capable of doing when he's healthy. And it seems like um, don't get mad at me for saying this because this just seems right. It seems like he's the kind of team that the Patriots are going to sign in August or even September. And he's going to go and, and he's going to play well for them because they're witch doctors over there. I don't know. Yeah, he can help a team. Yes, he can help a team. Is that team the Packers? No. No. you're it, There's just, it, it doesn't happen. You don't cut someone, eat a bunch of money and then say come back on this kind of deal. Now, I don't know what the offset language looks like. Could the could this be a carve out of the offset language? You know, maybe. Does that make sense? No, I think when you when you cut him, you say we think all these other guys we can sign are such better options than you that we are willing to eat your money. And part of that is timing and when it needed to be done and and all that stuff. But the, the thing is, they have a lot of guys now. They're paying two other players big-time money to play a lot of snaps. They used a top-12 pick on a player to play a lot of snaps, and they've got a guy coming off a career year behind him. So that they go four deep at outside linebacker. Nick Perry deserves the opportunity to compete for starting-level reps, and not that that would play into the Packers' decision, yay or nay, on this, but he he should get that opportunity. Green Bay, as I've said before many times, they do not have a history of signing veterans, not veterans with this kind of experience, to come in and be backups. They just don't have a long... Even Brian Gutekunst, he, he has signed young veterans who have been in the league a year two years who don't have proven track records necessarily, who could be upside plays to come in and, and try and squeeze value out of. The Nick Perry's of the world, you know, if he if he played for the Vikings or the Seahawks or, you know, pick a team. I don't think he'd I don't think he would be on their radar even then. So the fact that he is a former Packer, you know, makes it a little bit more intuitive to connect two and two here. But I, I just I don't think it it's in the MO of Brian Gudekinst to bring in a veteran to be you know, outside linebacker four. That's just not really how the Packers have operated for years under Ted Thompson, and even since Brian Gutekunst has started to make more of these free agent signings and and add to the margins of this roster. Uh, as as Sarah asked about last week, the margins of this roster have been filled with some players who actually have played in NFL games, but not veteran veterans. Nick Perry is a veteran veteran. And they just don't really bring in those guys to be depth pieces. That is something that the Patriots do. So it's much more likely that we see something like that happen than Green Bay brings him back. I would be shocked if Green Bay brought him back. And before we move on, I want to remind you that for the latest takes on NBA free agency, follow all the Locked On Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed, at Locked on NBA net. It's an awesome way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts during NBA free agency. So go follow at Locked on NBA net.
3: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E.
2: All right, last question here to kick off the fun season. How would you rank your top five appetizers? This from Sam in Boston. Now we had a discussion, an extensive chicken wing discussion last week with Jessica Kleinschmidt. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. It was a blast to do. Jessica is great. I did not take this to just mean sports food related. So I will tell you that my test at a nicer restaurant we're talking a sit-down. It doesn't have to be a white tablecloth restaurant necessarily, but I love crab cakes. Love crab cakes. And my one of my tests of the quality of a restaurant is the quality of your crab cake. If this seems like something that, that you ordered at Restaurant Depot and that I could go to Whole Foods and get a better version of, we got a problem. If this seems like something you guys made that night in-house, with fresh crab and all that stuff, yeah, that, and you homemade the, the sauce, whatever sauce, I mean, there are a number of sauces that I love with the crab cake, then, listen, it's hard to beat that. Now, other, other appetizers, my dad's test for a restaurant, not even his test, but his go-to is calamari. I love, love, love calamari, and not just the fried stuff, I love fried calamari, but another one of my tests is grilled octopus octopus is an underrated food. Uh, I married a Greek, and so it's something that I eat a lot more than I used to, and man, is it good. It is so, so good. Now, I think the spirit of this question is more about, we're talking TGI Fridays, those kind of appetizers, wings, potato skins, uh, mozzarella sticks, pot stickers, uh, spring rolls, all that stuff. So I will say Now, we talked about wings. Wings are always a great option. After that, and I don't order them probably enough, but as Summerfest is upon us, I have to say that the mozzarella sticks, especially at Saz's, we're talking about a nice sampler platter at Saz's at Summerfest, you got the mozzarella sticks, you got the chive fries, and you got the deep fried cheese curds. Let's not forget deep fried cheese curds on this list. The old fashioned in Madison, the best. The best cheese curds, deep fried, that you will ever have. I promise you. If you got a better spot, let me know. Hit me up and let me know because I got to go and I got to try it. So I think mozzarella sticks, definitely on that list. I love a jalapeno popper. Tremendous. Also a great game day food. Underrated game day food. I'm not a big spinach and artichoke dip. I know that's a thing that people like uh, at Fridays, for example. I, I, I went through a Tato skins phase. But it's it's not really a thing that I'm not into anymore. I'm just like, just get fries. Just get loaded fries, cheese, bacon, hell yeah. Let's do it. So at, you know, I, I I didn't give you a top five, but that would be that would probably be my list. I'm not really a pot stickers guy. Spring rolls are if I'm in the mood, really good. I do love an egg roll. And and I don't always get them when we order Chinese, but I love an egg roll. I'm trying to think what else I, I, I'm not a I i am definitely the kind of person that will go to a restaurant and just order off the starters list. And my wife and I, there's a Greek restaurant in New York City that we go to and we just we legit just order appetizers. We get meatballs, we get octopus, we get spread. So it's a taramasalata masalata and tzatziki and a spicy feta. And it's just it's outrageous. It's so good. Uh, so I'm, I can make a meal out of appetizers. I know that I'm not unique in that. I'm sure a lot of you can, can definitely relate to that feeling. So top five, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, like bar food appetizers, I got to go wings in some order, uh, wings, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers. If we got some sort of loaded tot situation, I'm definitely going for that. And then fifth, you know, it, it's, it's gotta be mood driven, whatever. If, if there's a specialty of the house, that's something I'm interested in. There's a bar that, that I love going to that they do. They do tater tots on a toothpick wrapped in bacon with a hola, sliced jalapeno on the end and covered in cheese. It is unbelievable. I don't even know what to tell you. It's unbelievable. So th- that's the list. It's it's not a perfect list, but it's mine. So a reminder, Darius Slay is on the program tomorrow uh, talking about Devontae Adams, especially. He was extremely effusive in his praise of Devontae Adams, not just with me, by the way, either. He was on an Instagram live with a friend of the program, Drew Lieberman, who's a coach at at Don Bosco Prep and has worked with Devontae Adams as a coach, uh, helping him with some stuff there. We're going to have Drew on the show because he's a really smart dude, really knows football. But he talked about how good Devontae Adams was uh, to him as well. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you can rate us. Facebook, do that uh, when you're driving to work. Or from work or around town all you have to do is tell your smart device to play locked on packers tell your google home your alexa to play locked on packers we are all over the place you cannot get away from us wherever you have a smart device you can tell them to play locked on packers so if you're at a friend's house and you're just chilling hey play locked on packers do it and they'll they'll thank you if they don't listen to the show unless they're a bears fan they might not i'm i'm uh, i'm persona non grata on bears twitter so uh Which I think is funny, but that's just, it is what it is. And uh, if you want to be a part of a show like today's, you can hit me up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline. I want your appetizer takes, send them to me. Uh, Hit me up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.